be drawn into a cult. And I totally uh, disagree with that now. Welcome to another meeting of the Criterion Cult Film Podcast. Welcome, cult members. I am one of your cult leaders, Jordan Garcia, and with me is the man who puts the poison in the punch. Armando Aviza here, and what do we do here on the Criterion Cult Film Podcast, Jordan? Well, what we'd like to do here is we talk about a film that is in the Criterion Collection, and then also one of us brings a film that we believe belongs in the collection as well. And what we're hoping for, and I don't know if you can hear it, we're waiting for that uh, big Criterion Closet spaceship in the sky to come take us away from this life. And that's what we do here. So we're bringing sacrifices mm. to make sure that uh, the Criterion Closet lets us in. Yeah, we wanna, we want. and we want to be ready for the ship. Exactly. And we want to make sure we have great things to bring to them. And so today, we're going to be talking about Blowout from Brian De Palma. That's on the Criterion Collection. But later on, I'm bringing, because it's my episode, The Conversation from Francis Ford Coppola. But uh, to tell you a little about Blowout, uh, it's from 1981, directed by Brian De Palma. Stars uh, the great Scientologist John Travolta as Jack, the wonderful and great Nancy Allen as Sally, and John Litgow, Mr. Third Rock from the Sun himself, as Burke, and Dennis Franz, the original Batman Penguin, or at least he should have been, uh, as Manny Karp. And it's a movie about a movie sound recordist accidentally records the evidence that proves that a car accident was actually murder and consequently finds himself in danger. This is spine number 562. Oh. Shout out to 562. The LA, I don't know, area code? Yeah, I mean, it's just, yeah, like Montebello, Pico. (laughs) Wherever you're from. Yeah, and then later we're talking about the conversation, but right now we're going to have a blowout about the Palma, about John Travolta's hair. Mondo, your experience with blowout... Are you a De Palma guy? That's what I, I want. I don't know. I don't know if I'm a De Palma guy. I that's, mean, I've seen a few of his things, but I haven't seen enough to be like, De Palma's my guy, you know? like I guess the thing is that I feel like I've seen the not, the, the stuff that, that is not bad De Palma, but it doesn't necessarily make you want to be a De Palma guy. This mm-hmm. does, though. Yes, definitely. And actually, I just recently saw Phantom of the Paradise, which really... You know, like, that's really, like, a culty kind of De Palma film, yeah, or just yeah. a culty film in general, you know? Like, I mean, obviously, it's popular now because of, it's been re-released, and, like, it's one right. of those midnight kind of movies. Yeah. But watching that, and then seeing Blowout now, you kind of see where he's, like, really honed in his his style and craft, and, like, you know, kind of, like, um, cultiness, and his Alfred Hitchcock suspenseness that he has, that... That he'll even men- like talk about, like you know, he, yeah, yeah. He doesn't like shy away that no, he liked Alfred Hitchcock a lot, and I mean, and obviously, film critics before this have said this about well, him too. Sure. It's not me saying this; it's right. me seeing this, but, you but know, also, for the first time. You know? and, and also too, I mean, it, it makes sense because like Hitchcock is more, you know, he's sort of the lowercase c mm-hmm. in the Hitchcock. Uh, Brian De Palma is the like he's he's a, he's a capital cock in the Hitchcock. Like he's more, he has that suspense, but it's more like a, there's a lot of sexual stuff. There's, it's more like a, a hard R than, than Hitchcock. Oh, would be. Yeah, so, so it's a little, it's a little like a kind of the newer generation of like what a Hitchcock yeah. could be. And then De Palma is like a real voyeur too. And you right. see that in the beginning of this film, you know, where right. it's just like the camera's just floating through this, like a, 
this dorm room, right? It's like a dorm room or like a college yeah, co-ed it's kind like of a, thing. Yeah, it's like a little college um, dorm room with a bunch of uh, co-eds hanging out. Real sleazy. You doing know? The, like just like just a big animal house party. Yeah. <laughs> and which is a really great long take. Um, I don't know. this. I, I should have checked this before, obviously. But the cinematographer here is Vilmos Zygmunt, who mm-hmm. is one of the best cinematographers ever. He did Macabre Miss Miller, Long Goodbye, mm-hmm. Deer Hunter. Nice. Such fantastic, beautiful, just that, that a great kind of uh, look and, and feel and, and just having that uh, free-flowing motion but I don't know if he did the first part uh, that part oh really I'm Why not sure I think he got somebody I don't know I think De Palma either did it himself like mm-hmm. handled the camera himself yeah or he had someone else to kind of help him with it but I want to say that that was a fact that I saw somewhere but either way uh, the reason I, the reason I bring that up is because I think that uh, you know, with Vilmos Zygmunt in behind the camera, because mm-hmm. uh, he doesn't—he's not always used with De Palma, unfortunately. Um, so here, and I think that's why Blowout really stands out here, is because it really does have uh, this sense of—I don't know—it it is like voyeurism, mm-hmm. but it also feels very much like it's. Uh, damn, I don't know how to fucking put my finger on what it, how to like explain what it is, but it, it feels very much not so like it's like a sleaziness but it still has like this real creep it's like this really i don't know it's like art sleaze i don't know how to fucking put it yeah he just it's just the way de palma's eye works you know he wants to like you know he wants to be behind the camera and kind of see uh what's going on and like hear these conversations or like what uh what we see um john travolta doing as like you know like a sound guy he's like you know he's creeping on people's conversations in the woods at night and just kind of like getting these sounds yeah. and stuff and listening to him and even the conversation that he's listening on uh like the woman notices john travolta but he doesn't shy away from like trying to hide himself or stop listening you know he just keeps going you know yeah and even when he yeah. hears them uh kind of complain about why is he watching this, yeah. he's sort of like smirking and that does yeah. feel very much like the palma yeah he's like, smirking that, yeah he's yeah like, that he's just like well yeah no i mean what, i'm just gonna watch like, yeah i'm just gonna watch there. like and, and that's sort of the thing too that you know that that I think that the movie has as well is that idea of like even the conversation that we'll talk about later, but it has that idea of, well, it is bothering me that this person is watching me, but they're really not doing anything wrong. Mm-hmm. But it still can feel very wrong, you know. Yeah. It, it it's not that what's wrong with. I mean, he's not like they're not doing anything that that they're in public. He can stare at them. Yeah, but they're kind of in a you know a dark. They're at a park, right, in a dark kind of place yeah, at night, you know, sure. to be unseen. And it, it kind of goes with the conversation, what we'll talk about later, you know, where these people are hiding in public, but trying not to be seen, you know, like. That's true. So it's like a weird, like, um, juxtaposition of both these, like, two well, sides of, of these things, you know. Like, yeah, it's like that idea of, in, in this way, there's that paranoia, right? Because mm-hmm. you also have it from John Travolta's character once he films the the, the assassination that yeah. happens. And so you get it from like literally everybody else before that, where everyone else is more paranoid about what's going on. He is just the voyeur. He just doesn't yeah. care. He's just watching everything. He's just filming everything. Yeah. And everyone's more so like, oh, like, you know, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it just the fact that you have that idea of paranoia that starts to go in that there is people watching you, right? There yeah. is people watching us. Yeah. Like we all know that They're on our phones, on our stuff. But 
At the same time, it's like what we're more annoyed about annoyed about is if there's like maybe I don't know like some bum who's a weirdo maybe like staring at you while you're in the park. Like you yeah. probably feel more like uncomfortable about that. Yeah. But why? You know? Yeah. Or yeah. Exactly. We're, we're literally being watched all the time through our phones. Like you're fine putting up videos of you doing like intimate stuff or like saying intimate yeah. things. You know what I mean? But yeah, you don't want a bum to like watch. You don't want someone who's recording sound to like look at you. While you're, but yeah. You but know? thinking about how you're saying that is like yeah they're like recording us they're watching us like and yeah you can be oh yeah who who's gonna record me what am i doing but it's not until when they can use it for their like someone else's advantages that they'll pull it out you know oh, yeah yeah they just exactly. have it to have it kind of yeah. you know like you don't because you don't know and they don't know what's gonna happen so that's why they're kind of recording you and and john travolta didn't know what was gonna happen and right and he used it i mean not to like you know to free like get this girl's name free or like what was going on or that she was like kind of planned to be murdered her pimp kind of knew this was going to happen yeah right? nancy allen got put yeah. in a shitty situation as unfortunately as most women did yeah. with that because that's something that like it's sort of uh, reminiscent of what happened with like uh, the kennedys yeah you know that they used to just kind of use girls and just like you know yeah stuff exactly like that. Yeah, yeah it's kind of that kind of whole thing like this whole uh political like uh, blackmail thing that they're doing or whatever not get to get this candidate like out and yeah stuff. to like show yeah. that he was with some girl you know they didn't yeah. like, supposedly they didn't want him to die right that wasn't the point oh okay they didn't want him to die they just wanted there to be an accident so that he gets found with yeah the girl. with this person yeah at least that's what i get from it because especially once john lickout comes in he's sort of like the villain mm-hmm. he just starts murdering people like a madman yeah. and all he had to do was go maybe get take some pictures of nancy allen or something no he right? just had to shoot the tire out right and no like... no he he because uh, um he had to when he said he had to cover loose ends right so mm-hmm. he, and so they told him like oh well all you have to do is sort of maybe like i can't remember what he tells him on the phone but he tells john lickout something all you had to do was this to the girl yeah. he's like oh well no I, like he went around and he just starts killing like hookers that look like yeah, her he makes to it make like it this, seem like a serial killers going yeah, around now. which is just unnecessary <laughs> but that was kind of his whole like kind of plan anyway he was going to do that anyway and but that just... is like a really good example of that like what that that's what happens when you have those type of things especially when it comes to the government and their little conspiracies it just snowballs into stuff like that it's not yeah. just going to be one person that gets hurt there's going to be all kinds of innocent people around that 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 thing and that's what i feel like blowout is it literally is just showing that that one little thing that they try to do literally just sparked a bunch of people's lives into getting ruined yeah it's like an earthquake it starts at one point and it just spread spread yeah. out like you know like wildfire like they didn't all, all they didn't understand all these other factors like john, right like john lithgow's character uh nancy allen's character i mean john travolta the pimp uh right what's his guy what's that guy's name from NYP, yeah, Dennis France, uh, the penguin, Sipowitz, <laughs> <laughs> the great penguin. Be sure to play the penguin, and I'm not even saying that because of the way he looks and stuff. He's just a very nice little angry guy. He would have made a great penguin. He would have, yeah. but yeah. So it is, it, it is that like so. It, it's sort of showing you that well, you know, th- these things, especially when um, I think we're I guess, getting more paramo- paranoid as we're talking about this film, right? Well, I am. <laughs> I certainly am. You're making me paranoid. <laughs> Because, you know, especially when we were recording earlier, we kept trying to record and there was a drone over us. The Obamas <laughs> were trying to... <laughs> they know Obama doesn't like that. I've been making fun of his it's, renegade podcast. I don't know. It's the Obamas, the Bidens, it's the Trumps. Yeah, yeah. I don't know who's throwing, flying this drone. No, it's, it's him the Bezos. And, it's him and Springsteen <laughs> trying to stop. They're listening to us. They're, they want to recreate blowout. They want... They need, new, they need a new... They need a new... They need a new conversation other than the Renegade, so they're trying to listen on what we got. Exactly. They're going to steal this format. We started, we're starting Podtourage before them. We're doing the great rewatch of Pod, uh, Entourage, and they can't steal it from us. So you hear this first, people. 
Remember that. This isn't paranoia either. This is real. Yeah. They're really trying to steal yeah. this. We podcast got this on thing. tape. We'll get this. We'll get this out as soon as possible. So <laughs> it's so it's on record. And I'll, yeah, because so in blowout, that is, you know, you have that thing where the governor um, is like his, uh, you know, his yes man or whatever, where he goes to the mm-hmm. hospital and he's talking to John Travolta and he's just like. No, like there, there wasn't a woman in the car. Like, and John was like, "What do you mean? Yes, there was." And he's all, "Well, who cares? Like, you want this guy's dead. Like, you yeah. want his wife to find out that he died with his hands up this woman's skirt." And in my head, I was just like, "Well, if that happened to me, none of you motherfuckers would care or try to make me look better. I would die like that, and I would look like that. I would die with her at my." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, who cares? It is that, but it, but it is that thing that I think most most of us as you know, Americans, and, and I'm only saying Americans because I'm American, I'm, I don't know any other country, but I'm sure they feel that too, but that you have that idea where you're just like, oh man, you see something that's injustice, but in a way it doesn't really affect you. I mean, you can go about your life, you'll maybe have that on your conscience, yeah. but it doesn't, I mean, whether that changes or not, you you still have the same job, you still have, you know what I mean? You don't, you, you don't get it, you don't gain anything and you don't lose anything necessarily besides maybe like this moral uh, thing inside you or maybe yeah. your soul which i guess is something but i'm saying that i think everyone deals with that where you see these things that are injustices and you know that there's truth to it and you know mm-hmm. there's actually things that really happen but you're just like well damn it if i try to expose the truth i'm going to be made to look like an idiot because i'm flawed everyone's flawed so mm-hmm. you, there, there's yeah. something they can people bring up against you but also if i don't see anything then i'm well who am i like what what integrity do i have what you know and john travolta is dealing with that yeah. and i think that sort of, I mean, it really, I mean, especially back then in the 70s well, and 80s, that's what every well, kind of yeah, American was John Travolta through. is also dealing with that too because you find out prior that he was working with the police and he got an undercover guy killed pretty much because he wired him and stuff like that. And you, John Travolta is now just kind of working this, you know, like this movie job, which is like, it's really bad B movies and they're just kind of shilling them out and stuff like that. So he's trying to take no responsibility. And now this whole situation is where like this opportunity presents itself where he can almost redeem himself, you know. So he's going through that as well, you know, and trying to be, uh, you know, yeah, just trying to like, you know, like how you're saying, like, just like, you know, like never taking responsibility. Well, trying to save his name almost. Well, and also not taking responsibility. I mean, he took responsibility in that cop situation. It got someone killed. Now he's just like, well, I'm just going to make shitty uh, sounds for these movies because yeah. that, I mean, I, nothing's going to happen but doing that. You know, yeah. I could just sit back and do that. But now he sees that he can redeem himself, sort of, and right. he can yeah, have control over this situation. But obviously no one has control over this situation, not even John Lithgow, as much as you, like, you see his character kind of being like the, the puppet, you know, like and playing everyone. Right, and not even the people who are trying to puppet those people have yeah. control over John Lithgow. So yeah. it just shows that there is no control either way. Mm-hmm. That it all just kind of spirals out of control, which is, which wants to bring me to John Travolta's performance, mm-hmm. is that it, it really does feel like the only that control it, that's going on is his well coiffed hair. Yeah, I mean, yeah. look, and the bounciness again. The... Vilmos Zygmunt captured mm-hmm. that hair; it's free flowingness mm-hmm. in, in in this great cinematography, and then the performance behind it. Mm-hmm. We have John Travolta, who's really giving you, you know. I mean, it, it, it felt very much, and so I read that he didn't really he had insomnia during the shoot, mm-hmm. so he couldn't really sleep. And so that really added to sort of his character just sort of being this high-strung kind of like, yeah. you know, very annoyed kind of person. Because it, it comes off very well in his mm-hmm. performance. It, 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 you know, John Travolta is a good actor. I'm not going to uh, 
uh, fault him for anything. Yeah, I mean, but but I think there are a lot of performances where he's just very working on charm, mm. and here you know there is charm there, but it's not really what he's working with. That's but not. It, yeah, there's something different to him. Yeah, like, it's not it's just like you know. Yeah, not I mean just, he's got those hip moves. Yeah, from Saturday Night Live. Yeah, he's got this smirk, his like stuff like that, but he's still like trying. You know, like right. Well, not trying, but I mean he's just giving a different performance than we usually see him in. You know, like it's and this is like the movie that made made a quinn tarantino cast him in pulp fiction you and, know? and also how he convinced the studios to yeah put to him convince him yeah they saw that and they were like oh yeah like he is good he you is mean, an actor you mean See? the guy from look who's talking yeah what, welcome back kata what do you mean <laughs> phenomenon that guy <laughs> michael michael <laughs> yeah the, that, that's what i mean like this this performance and i think that that with the direction with nancy allen's yeah. great performance who it just has this like very this ditziness to it but it yeah. feels very uh and that's it's another... not it's not one-sided it's not um one-dimensional mm-hmm. even though because you can play ditzy in a very one-dimensional way and just come off as this but there, there's like layers to nancy allen's performance and, yeah. and so many great scenes that she has with john travolta where she has this very like oh hey like yeah. kind of like annoying voice yeah that, but, yeah, but that's no white voice or yeah. whatever like you but know it, just... and, and like you said, i think you had said um or was it you that were saying that she she like kind of tried to play it like a doll I don't know. No, I didn't say that. Oh, okay. Think, well, but... somebody, I maybe I read that somewhere. Mm-hmm. But I, I remember like hearing that that she wanted to kind of have the character be sort of like a rag doll because mm-hmm. she's being used by all these people and that she doesn't know really how to like kind of do things for herself. Yeah, everyone else is controlling her, like you yeah. know, and and she's kind of fed up with that as well too. So it's so we see like this whole like kind of struggle of control, you know, and like someone being manipulated and stuff like that, you know, and yeah, I mean. You see Nancy Allen's performance, and she's never, she's doesn't do that. Like she doesn't do that. Like, no, yeah, you know, you're like, right. This like soft kind of like she's really, she's really always kind of like a tough woman, or like you know, like you know, more of like a, you know, you see her in RoboCop or even Carrie or like stuff like that. You know, like she's not. Yeah, this, absolutely. I mean, yeah, she's a beautiful woman, but and she she's playing this as that person kind of, but like she's leaning it like it's. Her performance and voice is a choice for this film. You know, yeah, it's not if, this. Yeah, like, if you're some lame fool, you watch this, you think that might be all she can do. Yeah, not at all. Because you might not even recognize her from RoboCop because yeah. of this. You know what I'm saying? I mean, because she's t- those are two totally different performances in in the best way. Yeah. You know what I mean? She really does come off as two different people to me. Like I now, you know, I knew, obviously I knew Nancy Allen was in RoboCop, but when you said that, it really brought back the two images of both. You know, in the two yeah, performances, yeah. and be like, oh yeah, she's. She's a fucking great actress. What are we doing here? Why, yeah. why, why, why are we never talking about Nancy Allen? Yeah, why wasn't she like all over the place? You know, yeah. like, that that that's one thing. And I mean, you kind of have to look for her like her roles. But I mean, yeah, this is like a crazy performance. Like it's so good how good she is like at doing this voice and this like kind of vulnerable like you know New Yorker kind of chick or whatever. Or, yeah. Or even if that like is a, yeah like a kind of a street uh, yeah, girl, not a, necessarily New Yorker, but yeah, just more wise kind of yeah. like you know. But you, maybe even she's that's a put on too, you know. Oh yeah, you know because yeah. we don't see it. But she's and just, in a way, I feel like yeah, it sort of is like a put on for like Dennis Franz for like yeah. her pimp. She's sort of just doing that to make it seem like you know. Yeah. But she is a lot smarter than that. You know? Yeah. Then she she's leading on to that yeah. she is yeah for yeah. sure. Performances are great here. I mean, John Lithgow, real creep, real yeah. creep. Does a great job being creep. I mean, yeah, and that's weird too, you know, like because. You see, I mean, I know John Lithgow from Third Rock from the Sun, you know, and 
I don't I can't even think of anything else right now but you know you think of him as this like dumb alien <laughs> you know like he's just like well, this wacky character uh-huh. and then later like you realize why he was cast in Dexter as this kind of like psychopath too and right. it's from all these other performances like and another movie that he worked on with uh, De Palma was Raising Kane yeah. I haven't seen it but it's one of those movies that everyone always like kind of mentions or is like has gone under the radar sort of too but I mean yeah. it's it's coming it, it's been you know, floating its way up to the top of, like, all this cult stuff that's going on. Well, you know, know, I mean, not that De Palma has ever been sort of someone people didn't like. I mean, most film people really enjoyed him, but Mm -hmm. I feel like he is really getting a renaissance lately of people really enjoying his uh, older or uh, kind of more obscure work as opposed to just being, like, oh, Scarface and fucking Untouchables. You know what I mean? Uh, Yeah, I don't don't even think people, like, even kind of, like, well, no, that's mention what, him with Scarface. Well, that's you know? what I'm saying like, now. I feel people like just he, like Scarface because they like Scarface. Well, well, now is what I mean is now that more people are sort of recognizing that that is him, and they're more mm-hmm. like uh, in, yeah. appreciating it because it's the Palma as opposed yeah. to just being like, well, it's just Scarface, you know? Oh yeah, course, we always. And I forgot you mentioned the Car- Carlitos way too. Yeah. Yeah, another one. That's like that was one of those popular films. That's like a dad movie. I mean, and you, you know? really don't. I mean, you know, I you forget sometimes. Maybe the Untouchables is this film until you watch it, and then you're like, oh yeah, you look at the camera movements and you look mm-hmm. at what he's doing with it, and you're like, oh yeah, yeah. fucking name. This isn't just you know. To me, I was always like, oh, the Untouchables is just like some TNT movie that yeah. comes on, and you could watch it with commercials. <laughs> Not at all. Yeah. No way. Brian De Palma really. So I guess I am part of that renaissance yeah. is that I'm starting to see and, De Palma and as mis- you know, the first Mission Impossible. Oh yeah, there that, you go. That exactly. that movie Fucking is De Palma all over the place. Yeah. You know, like you, like just like the, you know the like the half like shots where it's like you know someone's face like up for and in, in the fort in the background. Right, you, the it's focus like, diopter yeah, yeah. lens, the split focus diopter. Yeah, lens, that split. I he it. always uses that and those long takes and stuff like that. I mean, like that's like a. I mean, I guess that's probably where I really understood or I mean saw De Palma. You know, like, right. for the first time. You know, like yeah, definitely. Or or where it's sort of for me at least you know that and Untouchables where it's sort of like oh no those aren't just uh, plain old movies yeah there's really some great style behind there there's really some great storytelling behind them it's yeah. not just trying to service you for TNT and commercials <laughs> there's some real shit there so yeah. De Palma we love you Mondo let's get our last thoughts on Blowout what are you rating it what are you thinking of it uh, damn so yeah I mean Blowout I mean it's insane like this, this movie this this rewatch the first time i saw it i was like not like i was good it was fun you know like it was i don't know i really didn't oh really you weren't me, impressed huh? i wasn't like you know oh yeah, yeah, yeah. blow up but this time i was really i was blown out you know <laughs> <laughs> but 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 i mean yeah just because you know east like and after seeing phantom of the paradise like you know that was like the first time i'd watch that too so you just see all this like kind of like cultiness and like how he uses color and flash and like and in blowout he uses it a lot too and just like these really dramatic kind of like uh like like scenes you know he like really and shots that he does like you know especially at the end where nancy allen is just like calling out you know that's a and, fucking and beautiful just shot like, with the american crazy. flag yeah. behind her oh yeah that it literally is just like i mean it's so on the nose but it just so it just works perfectly, it works perfectly. it's like yeah. it's that like you know uh north by northwest scene where they're just on yeah. the what is that the the Mount Rushmore? Mount yeah, Mount Rushmore. You know, it's just like this big like cinematic, uh, you know, piece or whatever. You know, like this yeah whatever they yeah. call it. It feels like bigger. It yeah. makes it feel larger in the in the scale of just. Now it's not yeah. just her dying. It's yeah. sort of like this bigger deal. Yeah, yeah. it's like all these things dying yeah. around it. You know, like oh, yeah. John Travolta's kind of like, you know, self where he thought he could save this woman, but he can't. You know, and like you know, like all these things are like just like. 
cultivating at this one moment, you know, where like yeah, it's and crazy. It, and it's also sort of just like in a way that kind of just not not you can't give a fuck, but it's sort of just sort of like, well, this is just how the cookie's gonna cr- this is just the yeah. way life in America is gonna go. Mm-hmm. So let me go ahead and use this woman's dying screams yeah. in a movie. That is now. that is psychotic. That is one of those things that is just I mean, like that's just America, baby. <laughs> yeah, right? Like <laughs> let's lose the it was the best one, right? And like she had to die for it. You like know? That, that's some of the first content. Yeah, literally, someone had to do like it's almost like a live stream death it's, like content. You well, know what I mean? Like to even take it further, it's like yeah, it's like what America was built on. Like, yeah, this slavery, like killing the Indians and taking their land, like you know, it's like all this stuff. But oh, we're thriving, right? Yeah. Like we're we're doing and great. <laughs> entertainment was built on the screams <laughs> and horror of people of color and women. Yeah, that's what this movie's trying to say. At least yeah. I think. Oh, sorry, I didn't, I didn't mean to interrupt. <laughs> no, but yeah, that, that was so that was so great like we just yeah but at the end there's this there's this funny thing that happens <laughs> john travolta kills lithgow at the end and he's stabbing him like he's in saturday night live <laughs> where he's just like doing that you know that classic move and he's just going I, for it i seriously and, wish we had visuals for this spot so we could have like this the clip side by side yes. of you saying it because it is that he does have that saturday night live but motion he's just like going yeah. he's getting into it you know but yeah this is such a great film and i watch i uh, want to watch more of De Palma stuff and really get into like his his shit you know like but yeah I mean what do you think Jordan what's well, what are you rating it oh I we said uh, ra- uh damn I'll give it four and a half uh four and a half uh De Palmas dude okay that's not bad yeah. all right four and a half mm-hmm. I will say this for my last thoughts in terms of the first time seeing it it was shown to me by a good friend Aaron Guerin and he it was one of his favorite movies and mm-hmm. so i was like okay john travolta with a blow and he out. owns raising kane <laughs> oh yeah yeah i'm okay. pretty sure yeah because i've seen him from oh, oh. Yeah. all right and if you're not listening you're probably not <laughs> you're probably not oh, hello thanks thanks but your for friend curtis is maybe <laughs> thanks for showing me blowout because it, it was one of those things I was like all right when john travolta with a blowout okay what his hair looks great i get it mm. but then i saw the film and i was like oh it, it's supposed to be like a, a, a you know again it's like an updated hitchcock because that's what Brian De Palma's doing, but it's also yeah. an updated uh, version of that film Blow Up from Antioni, M- uh, Michael Antioni or whatever his name is, but that's also on the Criterion Collection, which is what the conversation does as well. And so I think that's one of my favorite things about this is when directors are able to find those kind of older films that have inspired them, that they really enjoy, mm-hmm. but they can kind of make them their own as opposed yeah. to just redo them in the same way and just sort of try to do it better, but they do it in their own way, not as opposed to better just their own way mm-hmm. you know and blowout one of my favorite films of all time makes me want to become a De Palma dude uh, I'm not completely there yet I got a Palma bro yeah I gotta be I, there's a lot of De Palma bros on on film Twitter all over the place they love De Palma they're the type of people to tell you oh you you don't like De Palma and you're like no I do they're like well guess what you don't like him the right way <laughs> like there's there's no winning with that you haven't loved De Palma yeah. yeah there's like really like like but I want to discover more of him, and that's what Blowout... I mean, it should have done that before when I first saw it, because it's one of my favorite films of all time. Mm-hmm. I, I love it. It just sucks that I haven't been able to put De Palma as a director yet there. Like, I haven't been able to kind of really see anything else but this to really get me in there. Even though I enjoy his stuff, mm-hmm. this is the one thing where I'm just like, fuck, this is, to me, his masterpiece. Yeah. But again, I haven't seen everything. So, you know, this is a five... This is a five-star... John Travolta blow the scream, baby. film. John Travolta's maybe best performance. I mean, I love him in Pulp Fiction, but here, I mean, 
it's not a character you know there's so much nuance to it he doesn't need to be this cool like guy in a suit with long hair he's a regular guy but there's so much stuff to it so i think this is one of my favorite performances from him nancy allen let's give her more credit yeah. everyone come on i mean why isn't she in shit now let's give her like some oscar worthy like uh, a role where she's like an older woman dealing yeah. with something let's do some shit like because let's see that acting because she's got range let go he's the third rock from the sun <laughs> One of the best, I mean, it's actually not that crazy to think, you know, actually it is kind of weird because you would think after seeing him in Third Rock from the Sun, especially because that's what, you know, I think like our generation knows him as, just yeah. growing up with that show and not, you know, he's in a bunch of film and stuff, but he's never really like a prominent person in a lot of these I mean, big he's, movies. He's Harry and the Hendersons for Christ's sake. Right. Which is another thing that, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. But, you know, because you don't think that he could play, but he, you feel like he does have range. But you don't yeah. think he could play a psychopath when you watch Third Rock from the Sun. You're thinking that's French Stewart. <laughs> and that's who I, I would love to see French Stewart in more shit. But that's a whole other thing. No, you don't. Don't watch it. No, I know. I don't. I mean, I mean, you know, he was fine in Glory Days. That punk rock movie with Ben Affleck. <laughs> anyway, we're getting off topic. Blowout. Five stars for me. Really enjoy this one. If you guys have not checked this out, please watch it. Seriously, it's yeah, it's, it's a great it's, film. It's, it's a really I couldn't rec this recommend this shit enough. But of course, if you you know maybe you've already seen it and maybe you love it as well. So, right now, though, we're going to have a conversation about The Conversation. The Francis Ford Coppola's 1974 film. Are you guys ready for that? Because it's going to be a blowout conversation. All right, so this episode is my episode. And so we already talked about blowout. And now we're going to talk about what I brought to the collection, which is The Conversation from Francis Ford Coppola. 1974, starring Gene Hackman as Harry Call, John Cazell... Cazelli, Cazell, as Stan, the great R.I.P. John Cazelli, Alan Garfield as Bernie, Frederick Forrest, who you might know as the chef in Apocalypse Now, mm-hmm. as Mark, Cindy Williams, what is she from? Uh, Laverne and Shirley. Laverne I'm not and Shirley. Sure yeah, what... yeah. No, yeah, Laverne. No, I'm not sure which one she is though. I never know. I'm sh- sure she's Shirley. Shirley. You're sure she's Shirley? Shirley. I'm sure. Shirley, she's Shirley. Yeah. <laughs> she plays Anne, and you have. Uh, Cameos from Harrison Ford and Robert. Would you Duvall. call that a cameo? Well, okay, he's kind so of a little. Well, it was supposed I, to. He's be. unknown, kind of. It was supposed to be. Yeah. So he's not in the credits. Oh, okay. So, but he yeah. was supposed to be a cameo. Mm-hmm. But uh, here's a little interesting fact before we get into the film. Yeah. Harrison Ford read the character. It was like a one-line thing, mm-hmm. and he was just like, "Oh, I feel like this character is supposed to be gay." And Francis Ford Coppola was like, oh, well, okay, sure. Mm-hmm. And he said that Harrison Ford kind of did these nuances and these things that kind of gave more to the character than just the line that he gave. Yeah. So he gave it more depth. And so Francis Ford Coppola, oh, like, I guess we can use oh, you in more stuff. Harrison Ford used to try acting. I mean, when he didn't have to. <laughs> <laughs> when no one asked him to, he did. That's what it seemed like. That's crazy, that's right? Insane. That's insane. Yeah, that's a that really is, strange that's, thing. Uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe we... Uh... I don't know, Harrison. If you're listening, uh, are you? Uh, are we wrong, or what are we? Where are we at? Give it. Uh, call in. Write in. Something. Yeah, please, Harrison. We Hit love our you. Twitter for it. <laughs> you on Twitter? And Robert Duvall is also does a little cameo in there. Yeah, he. I would. Yeah, he's more. That's of a cameo. cameo. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I just say I just wanted to bring up that little snippet that it was supposed. Yeah. To, Harrison Ford was supposed okay, to be yeah. a little cameo, yeah. 
But he, you know, he had I didn't more know to that. it. Yeah, I didn't Whereas know literally he never does that in any role where he's the main character, which is kind of wild. Yeah. He doesn't add any nuance or anything to anybody. <laughs> and here he decided to. Very crazy. But this, uh, if you haven't seen the conversation, it is about a paranoid, secretive surveillance expert has a crisis of conscience when he suspects that the couple he is spying on will be murdered. Mm-hmm. Now, so here is sort of another paranoia kind of film right yes. sort of that whole big brother people are watching you type thing mm-hmm. but here uh it's francis ford coppola so it's not the same kind of voyeuristic uh kind of uh, no not know, at all very like, sexual very it, it's not yeah. really that right yeah. it's more i feel like this one is really more about isolation and loneliness than it is anything yeah right and so your isolation and your loneliness and you trying to keep to yourself and still uh, not being able to just do that. Yeah. That you are going to be dragged into anything no matter what you do. It doesn't matter. If you want to stay and keep to yourself, be quiet and no one, and don't bother anyone, you are still going to get bothered. It's even more so that they're going to bother you because yes. you're trying to stay. Oh, yeah. To keep to yourself and not answer things. Especially when we find out like later when... Uh, uh, Gene Hackman's character is at this like uh, you know like this convent this kind of like you know spy convention for lack of a better word of calling it you know yeah it's like, like the people who want all the like the pens all that these electronics you little, like, and devices. like you know like yeah. you know it's like a it's a trade show pretty much you yeah know? the Watergate convention yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah after yeah after Watergate everyone thought they could be a spy right <laughs> no really that, I mean that's what these both of these movies are very like much mm-hmm. kind of you know yeah the paranoia that's yeah. seeping out of uh, yeah like you know the assassination of John F. Kennedy. The, all, yeah, all that. So basically the, water, the government just not, the you water can't trust tapes. anybody. Yeah, what's anything. going on? Yeah. yeah. They're always watching Big Brother, the whole like, this is before 1984. Or no, 1984 came out like the fifth, uh, the novel, George Orwell. Oh. So yeah, this is, yeah. So this is yeah. all that, you know, mm-hmm. all this yeah, yeah, kind of like, sure. kind of like uh, over, like boiling over, you know, and us like, us stupid Americans realizing, oh, maybe America, go- American government doesn't have our best interests. Yeah. So, or it's and it's also that like idea of the sense of self that yeah. there is no sense of self. You mm-hmm. cannot just be yourself. You need to be a part of this herd and everything because you yeah. can't be Gene Hackman by yourself mm-hmm. and be left alone because yeah. everyone's gonna keep trying to get you in that. You know whether it's his landlord going in there and leaving him birthday presents where he's like, please don't come to my house mm-hmm. or like you know how'd you know it was my birthday and she's like, mm-hmm. oh I checked your mail. You know what I mean? Like it, yeah. just, it literally is that that, that that individualism that a lot of people kind of strive for. It's like, that's not what society wants. Mm-mm. They don't want you to be an individual. They want you to follow through with whatever. If you live in an apartment building, you better be exactly like all those people in that apartment building yeah. or you're an outcast. Yeah, you know? don't stir the pot. Yeah. yeah. And that, and that's what I feel like uh, Francis Ford Coppola really captures here. It also captures that, that idea of... Well, that's kind of the same thing like with Godfather too, where like right. Michael, he's like trying to... He was trying to like, you know, he's kind of the black sheep of the family. And then what happens, you know? Yeah. He's all one time out him back, back in, in, baby. And he tried, you know, he went to college he, or he went to like military, yeah. the military. He's like doing all this stuff to yeah. try to avoid being part of he that. He met this other woman that like, yeah. you know, and then. Who's not part of that whole yes, scene. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You know? and, and so I think, and then here, because Francis Ford Coppola in uh, The Godfather is more still. He keeps his camera still. He mm-hmm. keeps things kind of, you know, and, but with this one, he's working with Bill Butler, who did Jaws mm-hmm. and Grease and Stripes. Yeah. So a pretty good track record of yeah. kind of, you know, knowing how to capture images, but not yeah. necessarily a, a, a distinct style, I guess you would yeah, say. Yeah, that's, that's, that's when I was watching this, that's what I was thinking. I was like, what the hell is Francis Ford Coppola's style? Like, he's just like, I mean, I've seen, I haven't seen all his movies, but I've seen a good amount, I would say, you know, and I'm just like, where the hell, like, what, I, I don't like, when I, 
any movie I watch from him, I don't know that it's Francis Ford Coppola necessarily. You know, no, I got obviously you. because The Godfather, yeah, uh, you know, like he's, you know, that just goes hand in hand. You know, For sure. Like, but when I saw Jack as a kid, I was like. This guy did the Outsiders. Well, you know? I mean, like, well, and that's you know, like it's just one of those things that for sure. At that time, I was not thinking about obviously, but now I am, and I'm looking back, and you, you know, you see Dracula, and it's this like moody, like really like you know, gothic, you know, like which is the only piece. one that he has on Criterion. Yeah, it's way. only on the laser disc. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's kind of crazy too to think about that. Yeah, there's not any more like not even on laser disc. Oh, and Rumblefish. Oh yes, Rumblefish. Sorry, yes, we can't forget that. Oh yeah. So his. His daughter has more on, or are they both are they two for two? They're two for two. Yeah, right. She's got virgin suicides and oh no, Maybe oh no. So one. she yeah oh, she just got oh, one. Never, yeah, never but one. I'm sure Lost in Translation will end up there. Yeah, but um yeah. So I, I get what you're saying about his style. I completely understand that because mm-hmm. there is that idea of for me like Francis Ford Coppola. I feel like he is um, he can be considered a paint by numbers filmmaker. If mm-hmm. you watch stuff like Jack, The Outsiders, and those things feel very much okay. Yes, they're 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 competent. They they're, they're done very well. Yeah, you know they bring out things in the acting and different things. But yeah, what is the style behind that? But I think for is me, he person, more performance driven. You think? Well, or just well, like, I was just gonna say, yeah, okay. it, it is more kind of. So for instance, you watch The Godfather, mm-hmm. the conversation, especially in the conversation, and um, you know, yeah, and these are definitely now, like performance yeah. films and yeah and yeah sorry apocalypse now even though it is kind of like they have these huge like kind of scenes and stuff like you know like where they're flying over and like you smell smell i love the smell of napalm in the morning where it's like these classic kind of moments but mostly it's just martin sheen with his pants off <laughs> well, I would, <laughs> or, I would or say fighting that. in the you know when he's but, in the when, when he's in this hotel room he's just like this like i don't know like, it's funny well that's know, a great yeah. scene because martin <laughs> yeah. Short, martin sheen was really drunk and he was really yeah. upset and he really cut himself on the mirror when he punched it yeah. but, but that's what i'm saying so yeah you're right it, it is sort of that so i think of coppola as sort of like a painter right so yeah. he's not really trying to move you through these things He's just sitting you down in one place and then painting out the scene for you. Yeah. Like, like showing it to you in like this. Yeah, it's just coming together with the acting, with the lighting. Like everything like kind of forms together to make this yeah. one sort of painting, I guess you would say. Because yeah. you're right. There, it's, but in the conversation, I will say that it is a little different. Because mm-hmm. here, I think he's trying to do more of a um, kind of, I'm just kind of showing you not everything. But sort yeah. of what, what you think you should know. You know, but you don't really know because you, I'm giving you little bits of information. And even though you're hearing things in those little bits of information that you think, oh, OK, this is definitely what's going to happen here. Mm-hmm. That's not what it is at all. And I think, you know, for him being the type of person who with The Godfather and those films where it's just sort of just there and you're watching the painting be like yeah. kind of a painting and in front that, of you for here. I yeah. think him to sort of worry about the, the, the sound design mm-hmm. and, and the, the movement of the camera. You know, he he originally had the great Haxel Wesler. Uh, cinematographer oh, okay. yes. who did medium cool which is a very much like yeah, cinema verite he's style he's like a very kind of documentary kind of style yeah. like handheld like and he didn't want to do into that it. yeah he did not want to do that style for the conversation and coppola was like well no this that's what i want for here and yeah. wexler was like nah that's i've, I've done it already yeah. like you, you get get away from me you old fool let me do what i'm doing and he's just like nope come on like but, you, yeah that's so weird that yeah that yeah Wessler, it's very strange yeah. it's a very strange thing because, because he was doing another movie Wexler got kicked off was One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. He was doing that, and the director just didn't like what he was ah, doing, and they got you know the what? other guy. You know, that's just... I mean, look, 
I so, love One Flew, Flew Over the Cougar's yeah. Nest, but goddamn, if Haxel Wexler would have been done his kind of avant-garde kind mm-hmm. of yeah. feel for that movie, I think it would have been like 10 times better. It would have yeah. felt more real, more, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, oh, hell yeah. That's, yeah, yeah but that's crazy. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, because he's a great cinematographer. But anyway, it's like, yeah, so what you're saying, like, yeah, when I do think of The Godfather, even before I saw it, you know, you just, that cover is like really iconic and it just it's that painting like you know just like that silhouette kind of painting yeah of, and it's all black uh, behind yeah every, just like every his character. like white no it's just um uh don corleone you know it's just, oh okay uh, yeah, yeah brand right. right now where it's just that black cover this really moody kind of like you know like he just stands out like he's this like you know like he's the guy you know like that's like you know almost like you know like they're god or whatever sort of you know but yeah it's just like and now and watching the conversation where everything is kind of like it's nothing is really dark you know it's everything is kind of like in focus in light you know like shedding like you know and that's kind of like saying like maybe yeah you're not even in broad daylight you know like you're just like obviously you're being like exposed you know and or how safe you feel especially uh when when they're they're uh um they're taping the the couple you know that's being like you know that that he's contracted to like here you know right. where they're trying to hide in broad daylight and not seem like they're together but walking in a circle so like no one can right. hear them but like um gene hackman's character has figured you know he's just so good that he's figured out how he can you know uh you yeah, know he knows record them the and modern you know and, yeah. like and have all these kind of things going after them you know yeah and then be and they have that kind of same conversation sort of like what in blowout you know where you know john travolta is you know listening to the couple too you know where she's a little bit paranoid like she sees one guy kind of like right, staring at yeah. them but well, yeah and it's always the guy who's like ah whatever it's nothing you know like listen yeah. to the women guys yeah, man will be the downfall <laughs> yeah. in every in every movie they're the ones who are gonna get you killed just yeah. to let you know but yeah no for sure it and i feel like the reason why i think this belongs in the collection is because it really I don't know. It, there, there are this collection of sort of, uh, you know, late seventies, early eighties kind of paranoia films mm-hmm. that have all been, you know, a lot of them are getting released on Criterion. You have stuff like uh, Clute. Mm-hmm. You have stuff like Parallax View. You know, yeah. all the President's Man. Wait, is that on? No, that's not on yet, but it should be. But you have stuff like that that just mm-hmm. came out that were just sort of, you know, and I feel like we don't really have that anymore. Yeah, we don't have films that, you know, I think the only films that we have that come from places of paranoia. And stuff like that are, are uh, films of like from people of color. You know, you have something yeah. like Get Out and things like that that really yeah. kind of show the experience of someone in America dealing with the craziness that's going on. But it's not really about um, America as a collective. It's, it's mostly about you know minorities and stuff like that, which is yeah. great. That that's great. But I'm saying like we we don't really have films now that do stuff like Blowout or The Conversation where it's showing you that collective paranoia that we're all. Well, just, we got a uh, Steven Spielberg's Eagle Eye. Don't do this to me. <laughs> <laughs> don't ever bring that movie up ever again but right? i mean that's kind of like a thing where like sorry not eagle eye but you know where this like where we're we're kind of good another spielberg movie that- <laughs> ready player one is oh we're, we're gonna have this like you know this kind of like weird like you know like virtual reality paranoia yeah, he's got know? his finger on the pulse for sure he's trying to get it on there but yeah. he's missing real hard you know, you know but he's biting on our pulse but, i mean more movies are going to be about that where it's like this weird virtual like uh, virtuosity or some shit like that you know yeah no mm-hmm. i i understand that yeah. but i'm saying but this I, is a different time but know? i feel like yeah. but you know there still is that idea of okay so there is that par- paranoia from our new generation of you're being watched on computer screens yeah. your phones all that shit yeah but the, you know I don't want to see that literally. 
Because mm-hmm. blowout in the conversation is not literally about the government listening to you. Mm-hmm. It's about these individuals dealing with things that have, you know, th- those, their individual situations, yeah. the consequences are bigger than them. Yes, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not Ready Player One where it's some fucking little kid in some virtual reality thing because he lives in what, like a, I don't, I don't even know what that movie's about. <laughs> but the fact that you made me bring it up is upsetting <laughs> me. Yes, I get you. Sorry. No, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, no, no, no. I, no but I, you know I, what I'm saying. I'm just saying that like, yeah, I want to see, it'd be nice to see more stuff like that because we, we do live in a paranoid kind of state. People yeah. are paranoid about things. I mean, now more than ever. I mean, you have people Fear who, of getting canceled. <laughs> fear of, fear of yeah, everything. Yeah. Fear of just like, you know, the, some, the people think that people are going to like come and take their guns away. Oh, yeah. That you know what I mean? Too, the, yeah. There's just this crazy paranoia that you don't need a gun sir and it's it's also senseless because you i mean you know that's the point of having a gun is so the government doesn't take them from you so yeah yeah, that's you're fine you're gonna be fine (laughs) like you know there's no like reason the obamas don't want to take your guns they want to take our podcast uh Uh, yes yeah that's right potterage no they know bruce springsteen obama we're coming for you rogan we're coming for you we're doing it we're having a conversation right now about it we're taking over spotify we got a big deal coming. Just kidding. But we're hoping that they're listening because we know they're listening yeah. and we hope that they give us one. But that's my point is that everyone's listening. You can't be an individual. You got to follow the pack. But, you know, we don't see too many movies but like that. But no matter how much you're trying to hide it, you're going to, it's like you're exposed. You know? Oh, yeah, of course. Like, but, but what I'm saying, my Hackman, point is. And Hackman's character should know that, you know? Well, the thing is, is that that's that's another thing which is kind of what's great about his performance and with, with John Travolta's performance is that struggle of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they both should know that. Yeah, they both should know that shit sucks and it's just going to be crap. But they both kind of still want to fight against that as this force of like, well, I kind of have an angle. I have this recording, or I have a way to kind of one up that. But yeah. there never is that. You you don't have an angle, whether it's the government or some corporation or something. You. Can, you you can you may have a recording of something. It does not matter. You will be discredited. You will be the one that looks like you're the bad they'll, person. They'll you know make I mean? it fake news, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's just exactly. fake news. Yeah. But also another thing too, which is great about this film, is the idea of nuance, right? So mm-hmm. he's listening to this couple, and they're talking about how they think that they're gonna be killed, right? Yes. Like oh, like we're gonna be killed. We have to like we have to kill him before he kills us. And that's but, crazy because I was thinking about that. Sorry. To oh no, no, you, go but, for it. It's, I mean, how stupid as it sounds, like, that that's a really great twist at the end. No, know? it is. Right? It's a fantastic like, twist. And no one ever brings that shit up, you know? Because, because it also messes up the character for you. Not, not messes up the character, but it shows you that the character literally is, like, literally going through some twisted shit. Mm-hmm. Where yeah. he thought he was saving this couple, yeah. and he ruined some, some guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, he ruined, ruined Robert Duvall. He fucked mm-hmm. him up. And it's because he thought, because he only listened to what he wanted to hear, yeah. as opposed to the whole story, which is what most people do now. Yeah, exactly. They just, want, they just take bits and pieces out of information that they hear, as opposed to hearing the whole thing. They hear out of context things. Mm-hmm. They, you know, it's just like shit like that. Yeah, the other things that, oh, wait, that, and they jump on one point and, and then not exploring everything, you know? Right. Because, I mean... And Gene, like I said, Gene Hackman's character should know all this. Like, he's, like, getting these recordings from all angles to put, like, one, like, master of the conversation together, you know? But he's not doing that with the things he finds out or just kind of letting it go or, like, trying to let it go and, like, you know, but he's trying to redeem himself, but he's... He's not seeing the whole conversation. Yeah, he's got tunnel vision for redeeming himself for that what, like, a lot of people do, you know? Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's sort of... 
it's like one of those things where, you know, there is nuance to it where like, you know, I don't want just someone to just take on a cause blindly Mm -hmm. and just say like, I know what's right and I'm just going to do this. And I, you listen to me or not, you know, Mm -hmm. you want someone to be able to have the whole story. Yeah. And so Gene Hackman was just ready to put these, you know, to help these two people and put Robert Duvall in jail or like, you know, whereas these two people were the ones who were probably going to hurt Robert Duvall. And he, you know, he, he just sort of judged these people right off the bat. Yeah. As opposed little, to just, yeah. On the on little this information little, that he yeah. was contracted to do, you know, like, and he, yeah, exactly where he thinks Harrison Ford is like, you know, like, you know, like he's a bad guy, obviously too, because he's in on it sort of, or he's just kind of going with the flow. Maybe. He's actually kind of the worst bad guy, yeah. right? I mean, in the end, you find out that he's he, flip-flopping. Yeah, he's right? a flipper. Yeah. He's a flip-flopper. And again, I'm not trying to give too much away. Hopefully, a lot of people have seen this movie because oh, yeah, it's sorry, a fucking great. No, 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 no. I'm not yeah, saying yeah. that you. We, we do spoilers here. That's what yeah. we do. But at the same time, but it, yeah, exactly. You should just watch the movie. I mean, this. Yeah. Like, we're not giving like every like story beat away, but right. Just like, yeah. This. I mean, this movie just unravels itself as it goes on. Exactly like how Blowout is, but. Blowout, I feel, is a little more fast-paced and kind of like, you true, know... True, very true. A little more like... I like don't I said, know. it's like, it's more, you know, it's more sexual. It's got more of like this heat under yeah. it. It's got more of this like kind of... It's got the, the Palma kind of like, yeah. you know, raunchiness, kind of like that rowdiness, that real, like, that that grit and mm-hmm. spit yeah, of Philadelphia. Yeah, it feels more culty you know? too, a little yeah. bit, you know. But yeah, like, yeah, and, and like how we were talking about Coppola, he's just kind of like letting it play out like letting it sit there and you sit there you have to like you know watch it like you know like understand what's going on like you're just like out you're looking at a painting almost you know just like it's it's these it's this mood like you know like the camera is pretty still sort of but like you know like it's just these actors giving off these like nuances in their performance and and how they talk or how they are with one another you know right yeah and then a great thing that he did in terms of you know what he did uh technically was to make uh, a bunch of different recordings to have uh, the actors who you know that he's following which is um cindy williams and frederick forrest mm-hmm. when he they say those lines where he has those recordings he made them say different words and enunciate certain words so yeah. that every recording that gene hackman listened to was different mm-hmm. and so it sounded different to him and so you're getting in kind of his mind space you're like well in this record in this like version he's listening to he says kill more he emphasizes kill more yeah. or he emphasizes this more mm-hmm. and so you're just like well what what is he trying to say or what is he trying to you know what i mean and so you have that kind of confusion that the character has where you're just like wow this is all you're, you're sort of on his side you're like well he's right like he yeah. knows what he's doing he got this recording he's got to save these people you know he shouldn't give this recording to robert duvall because robert yeah. duvall is going to use it to hurt these people but then it's just like yeah, yeah so what? it's that thing too where you're like where obviously we've talked about this gene hackman is bringing something to this conversation that he really knows nothing about like right. he's bringing his own shit to it you know his own shit like, yeah you know like and that's you know and that's just like and he should know better because he should be like an expertise on communication you know and like and realize and what and, is he listening to on these like and also know, at the beginning yeah. john cazell who brilliant john cazell cazelli mm-hmm. cazell cazell yeah cazell a brilliant john cazell yeah he has this whole scene where he's like trying to figure out what they're saying and gene hackman's like oh, who cares what they're saying this is just a job yeah you know so at first he sort of knows that yeah and then it sort of kind of turns into this thing where he's just like ah shit like what what's going on like my it's more of his personal kind of loneliness and isolation his perception is right you know like bleeding into this job you know where he's he's taking you know like it's where that thing of where work and you know your personal life are like 
should be like you know kind of black and white but obviously it never is you know because you're bringing like it's just how people communicate and how you're just like human listening. nature yeah. yeah human nature how you're like yeah he said something this way but you know like you don't really know how they're you know like how they're feeling or what they're really saying yeah know? and you assume on your personal and, like experience you're like well one time I talked to this guy and yeah. he said the same thing that way. So, and he was a bad guy. Yeah. So this person must You're be a bad guy. You're putting prior experiences yeah. on like yeah. something new, you know? Right. It's all yeah. that. And, and that's, what's great. I think about the conversation is that, yeah, it has that story. It's about isolation. It's about loneliness. It's about the, you know, trying to reach out to the outside world and finally doing that and finally kind of making yourself vulnerable and it just being like, nope, you're fucked. Yeah. Like you're going to tear down your fucking apartment looking for bugs and you're going to sit there playing the sax like all lonely. That's like what's going to happen if you try to be an individual and go again. You know what I mean? And I don't think Coppola or, or, or De Palma are agreeing with that. But I think they're just saying that, you know, yeah. in in the America that we live in mm-hmm. and the society that we live in, that's kind of what's going to happen. You just you, you can't. You know, it, it's sort of like this David and Goliath thing. Yeah, no, that's not, like, going to happen. You mm-hmm. you can't just pick up a rock and throw it at Goliath and he's going to fall. Like, you know, that's just yeah. not a thing. That's not a true thing. Like, Goliath's going to fuck you up. No matter what yeah. information you have on him, no matter what recordings <laughs> yeah. you have of him doing whatever. Yeah, there's always going to be someone else yeah. behind that, yeah. behind Goliath, yeah. pretty much. So don't try, kids. Just, uh... Lay down and die. <laughs> got, I mean, yeah, there's nothing you can do but start a podcast and complain about this shit. <laughs> don't actually go to do anything about it because you're just going to get fucked up. And De Palma and Francis Ford Coppola are going to make a movie about it. And and, and this is our rock. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. But you Criterion, know what? what do you feel? <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I think this, you know, this is my, I'm going to give you my kind of final push for why this should belong there. So yeah, why the conversation it? is a classic film. You know, obviously there might be some some things going on with uh, Paramount that the reason why they can't get the conversation because it's a Paramount yeah because they want to put on Paramount Plus those yeah, bastards that yeah. we've seen yeah Paramount being a fucking snake but that's fine what you have in usually the Blu-rays and the DVDs are just sort of just your basic kind of uh, TV kind of documentaries right mm-hmm. the little quick snippets that they did they were just yeah. trying to give you like a little information on it but nothing that's really in depth nothing that really gives you what you know what francis for coppola was thinking when he wrote it what he was thinking about when he was writing that you yeah. know i want to I want, I want some real commentary i want to get hackman on here because now he's retired right he's retired he doesn't act anymore it'd be it'd be great for him to kind of go back through all these roles mm-hmm. i don't think he did one for the royal tenenbaums but i would love to, i would like to think he'd come back for coppola and and do the conversation yeah, right. like, kind Where of like a is, yeah. yeah like come on man like you know yeah. do give give us a little something do do a commentary or anything you know what i mean yeah. like a little interview cuz i cuz he he claims is one of his best performances he thinks is his best performance this was a really great performance from it's Hacken. it's certainly I mean, I mean this and royal tenenbaums are up there they, mm-hmm. those are two performances from a person where you're just like oh yeah that's the same person yeah. ah, that's crazy you know that, yeah that's not royal tenenbaum yeah no it. not no, at all this you is, don't feel that at all this is cole yeah you never Sorry, get that call. sense so i think it's just a great film in terms of the paranoia thing i think it would be fucking fantastic because i love box sets if fucking criterion was like we're doing a paranoia box set mm-hmm. you got parallax view you got this you know what i mean you got clue yeah. you got blowout you put them all together i mean it just makes sense because it really is a nice great time capsule of the 70s and 80s and francis ford coppola only has Rumblefish on the criterion collection right now on we blu-ray need, yeah which is fine but we need more of his stuff look I get it. He's not like, he's not the greatest director in the world, but he has these really solid classics that are going to stand the test of I time mean, forever. Some people, he's made the greatest film of all time, right? Exactly. 
But I understand why people can see him as like, well, he doesn't have any style. He's just sort of there. Mm -hmm. I can understand that completely. But I love these films. I think these films, especially The Conversation, The Two Godfathers, Rumblefish, and Apocalypse Now, those are like, those are just classics forever. They're just not going to be classics. And if, if you don't like them, it's just because you're just... You just don't want to. You you're just like you. You're not really trying to sit down and watch the movie. You're just trying to be like mad at Francis Ford Coppola for being. Which I understand that because mm-hmm. I get that. Sometimes I do that to Spielberg. Sometimes I do that to people because it's like, yeah, who gives a shit? But I think. But these, yeah, these films, those movies are always gonna be like. Yeah, yeah it, watch it, these movies are in the top 100 AFI, whatever TC TMC movies or TCM movies of all time, right? Like, no one's ever gonna like question the godfather or apocalypse and, now and the most important thing of all or should and is should. better fucking artwork for the conversation mm-hmm. i'm tired of these fucking i'm tired of these covers mm-hmm. i'm tired of these blu-ray covers mm-hmm. that just take some snippet from the movie this little scene that's not even a cool scene and just like do it in this horrible poster where mm-hmm. i want to see some great artwork for the conversation yeah. that's why criterion needs to put it out mondo what do you think give me your last thoughts on it and let me know if you think it should be in i get it you're, you're, you know, you, you hate Coppola wine and you got a grudge. <laughs> we should have got a bottle for this episode. We should have. We really should have. And seen if the wine should have made the Criterion Collection. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, we could have, we could have done his whole family. Seen if his daughter's other movies, you know, yeah. his sons. <laughs> the whole Coppola Yeah. So, family. I mean, like, all right. So, the conversation. Yeah. It just kind of starts off. It's like, you know, I don't know. Like, it's, it's slow. It's like a, not, not in a bad way, but it's just. Definitely. It doesn't grab you right away. But it's a build. It's a build. You, yeah, it's a movie you have to sit with. You got to watch. I mean, even The Godfather doesn't kind of grab you right, right away. Yeah, no, it's just exactly. really like you know. Same thing with Apocalypse Now. That doesn't really grab you right away either. Yeah, you kind of get into the. You got to get in. You really got to get into yeah. like three hours of it before it starts getting <laughs> until they get on that damn river. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but and, yeah, but yeah. So like sitting with it and watching Gene Hackman, like you know, it's like Hackman's in every scene, right? Like he's like. There's not like one scene he's not in, and just watching him in in this performance is like, you know, his performance is Criterion Collection worthy. Just enough of it's that. It's a masterclass. You know? Yeah, on subtle acting, on keeping everything in, and not being too big. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's exactly. A masterclass. It is, and, and he's a tall guy, and he doesn't feel tall at all in this movie. No, he doesn't. He feels fucking small as shit. Is he a tall guy? He's extremely tall. He's a very tall person, and that's why. That's that's what was crazy to me is that you know in the Royal Tenenbaums you all, and, and even like um, the French Connection mm-hmm. those films you feel his size yeah. even in fucking Unforgiven where he's the bad guy in Unforgiven yeah, that's true. you feel his size like he feels like a big guy against yeah. all these other people you know like yeah. Clint Eastwood all these and here he feels like a very small the quick guy in the dead and everyone here is short yeah everyone he's, and he's a menacing really character in Quick in the Dead even though he's kind of the same guy in Unforgiven and Quick in the Dead we're well, true but but, but, but he has a big still, presence yes, he's yeah like, that's what know, I mean yeah yeah and there's a reason why they're scared of him like both like the towns yeah the same town <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> but anyway yeah I mean yeah goddamn like I mean yeah you see Roland Tannenbaum and you don't see him in the conversation like you see this other guy Gene Hackman is playing you know this kind of timid like small person who's just who's like hiding you know like not wanting to be seen and just like yeah hiding in plain sight yeah. like yeah like we talked exactly about. and and yeah i mean it's not that i need anything flashy from coppola or something like that i just i don't i, I don't know what it, i just want to know what the fuck is going on in his head you know like <laughs> okay and coppola but this i mean everything else like the sound like you know like i mean and and yeah that the shots do like help you breathe it's not like a you know they're not cutting like you know fast obviously because he's not doing that he's letting you sit with the scene and these characters and like what 
uh, Gene Hackman is feeling and how he is in his in in his own world, you know, and what he ends up thinking and feeling and like how everything is going on, you know, like. So I mean, I can't not deny the conversation. It's just you know, it's it's almost a perfect movie, kind of, you know, like it's in a just, lot of ways. Like, yeah, it's just it just flows really well. Like I don't like you never know what's gonna happen, and it just and the twist kind of not to be like we're twist people or something, but I mean. This is one of those great, like, you know, who's Kaiser Sose? You know, Sometimes like, it's nice to get him in a movie. You know? You know? It's yeah. some, you know, again, yeah, we don't need a twist. I don't need a Kaiser Sose. But, yeah. you know, sometimes it's nice yeah. to kind of, especially when you're dealing with a character study. Yeah. This isn't, I mean, it's plot driven, but it really yeah. is a character study. Yeah, and it's a great character study. So I can't deny the conversation from fucking Francis Ford Coppola. You son of a <laughs> But does it get in? I mean, do you, uh, yeah, it gets in. in. Yeah, it's in. Boom. Maybe. You all heard it here first. Well, look. I feel like this is gonna eventually gonna get in. I feel like there's probably some shit going on with Paramount. They probably can't get it and all that stuff. So this is kind of an easy. Maybe one. they did a trade. You know, we're gonna take these ones off for a while. We're gonna give you this one, maybe. Well, I don't know. As much as I like the conversation, I'll take back the other ones. That they, I'll take back Rosemary's Baby, Nashville, and Harold and Maude before I take yeah. conversation. Honestly, but I'd love oh. to see it in the collection. I'd love to see it get the uh, the praise and love that it deserves and not that it doesn't get praise and love because I know that film people do yeah this but, is a fil- this is a film person's yeah, film you but, know but I think it really should be kind of a household kind of thriller kind of thing where we're always talking about Gene Hackman in the conversation we're yeah. always talking about the fact that yeah. you know that recording equipment how cool that stuff was in that movie no one mm-hmm. ever brings shit like that up or the sound design in in the conversation and the things they did there no one ever I never really see stuff like that yeah. you know I would just love to get some essays on this shit. I'd love to read more about it. Mm-hmm. So everyone needs to check out the conversation. Uh, my, you know, my last quick little thoughts on it are that it is very similar to Blowout in the way that this is a director who saw something like Blow Up from Antononi mm-hmm. and saw that concept and made it their own, right? Yes. And this is also just has to do with you know Nixon and all the fucking yeah. paranoia and all that Big Brother shit. Mm-hmm. And I think. It's done in a way that it's not hitting you over the head. Same thing with Blowout, mm-hmm. where no one's just like, hey, there's Big Brother out there. Everyone's watching you. Mm-hmm. You know, boom, boom. Here, yeah. you, you know that? Look at every time you're... No, it, it's more about the characters, and it brings you into that first, and then the paranoia and all that yes, stuff. Yes, that's another and, thing. And the visual imagery and all that stuff really ties that all together. The you know thing, what I mean? Yeah, the thing is not... It's not on the nose, you know? It makes you... You understand all these things that are going on, and it, right. it doesn't have to reiterate... And like keep telling you, no, this like it's Big Brother. Someone's watching. Someone's listening. It's like you know, like you know that because you see what's going on and you see what's happening with the actors, and it's all through the story and everything, like the visuals of the film. You know, it's yeah. not, it's not a movie made for today, which would be awful. Exactly, and you know? that that's Eagle what eye. I was kind of saying. You know, <laughs> is that. You know, we don't have these today because when they do do them, it's like Eagle Eye. It's just yeah. on the nose. It's just very like, oh, there's people watching you just so you know that. And yeah. there's no there's no character growth. There's no yeah. nothing. The twists are stupid. There, yeah. There's no real uh, uh, humanity. And you don't and you don't know who the bad guy is kind of, you know, and it's you just, don't care. Yeah. Yeah. You don't care. Or, or you're saying in the, in the well, other I, ones. I, I, in, well, in the older I'm, I'm saying this one, like, it's just like, oh, right. right you right. know, like where it's you think it's this person, but they're not necessarily bad because they're. Right. You know, bad yes. like they're the the rich millionaire bad guy. You know, they, they make that, but he's not playing it as that. You know, it's just no, another right. person. Yes. You know, and and also too, I mean, even in blood, just bringing it up really quick. You know, you have John Lithgow. He's not really the bad. He is the product of the bad guys. They made him. Yeah, they hired make him. It. They yeah. hired him to do that. He just yeah. doesn't do that. Yeah, it's like the government and these people hired him to do that. So that's you know, again. 
This is the paranoia episode. We, you know, we know you're listening, Obama. We know you're listening, FBI. And you know what? You're not going to steal our podcast ideas. We're already got. We already got them. This is the conversation about blowout. So conversations in, right? Yeah, it's, it's in, in, baby. Yeah, why not? All right. So that's that's another sacrificial lamb to the collection to the cult, and hopefully that'll bring us closer to the closet and get us in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Please check out Blowout and the conversation. You you need to get on these films. They're just again, you know, do yourself a favor and do like a little marathon of the those sort of like seventies eighties paranoia films. Do Clue. Do All the President's Men. Do fucking Day of the Jackal, Parallax View, Chinatown, Cutter's Way, because they're all very different, but they're about the same thing. It's about these powers that be that are just going to control us and keep us down and are always watching what we're doing and know what we're doing, no matter what we do. And the individual, being an individual is really, literally, that's all you have to do is just be an individual and that's kind of going against the system in a lot of ways. You don't have to do much, just not be, just sort of questioning Nah, get off the grid, let's go, baby. Get off the grid. That's what we're doing. We're gonna get a farmhouse, and all we're gonna need is a Criterion Channel subscription, and that's it. That's and a close all. by coffee shop, so we can upload them. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. I'm Jordan Garcia. You can find me at Young Jane Fonda on Instagram. Also, look up Jordan Garcia on Letterbox, and we are the podcast at Criterion Cult Pod on Instagram at Criterion Cult Podcast on twitter mondo where can we find you and you can find me at save underscore mondo on all socials including letterboxd and and do you want to hear what we're gonna do next week is that something listeners want to hear or do you want to be surprised no we let's tell them what we're okay so our next pairing mondo's coming with the pairing he's coming he's coming full lynch mob go lynchy boy we're doing mulholland drive and Lost Highway, you, I'm bringing, bring- I'm trying to bring Lost Highway into the collection. Oh hell yeah! Because let's get all Lynch's shit in there, I mean, even Straight Story. Lynch right head, there. stand up. Yeah. Next episode, we're doing all Lynch. So what? Make sure you guys watch those. Yeah. And get prepared to discuss them because we want to hear from you guys. Of course, please yeah. comment on our on our stuff on Instagram anywhere you can. Talk to us, comment, let us know what you think. If we think we're wrong about these movies, if we think we're we're right, we yeah. would just love to hear from you guys. Get some conversation going about films. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. Join the. Cool. See you later.